Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. I can't stop thinking about the series finale of Star Trek The Next Generation. It keeps me up at night. It really does. Do you remember that episode? If you're too young or not much of a Trekkie, let me explain. The final episode of The Next Generation is called All Good Things, and it's a two-parter. In the first episode, the crew of the Enterprise encounters an anomaly at the edge of the Romulan neutral zone. It looks like a vortex in space just outside their ship. Even more interesting is that The Enterprise encounters this anomaly at three separate times. In the past, in the present, or their present anyway, and in the future. The vortex is really, really big in the past and shrinks into the present, disappearing in the future. In each time period, Captain Jean-Luc Picard tells his crew to scan the vortex with inverse tachyon pulse beams to figure out what it is. What Picard discovers is that the vortex itself was formed by these tachyon scans. By scanning space in the past, present, and future, they inadvertently create the very anomaly they were investigating. The effects of their experiment preceded the cause, and they created a paradox that could eventually destroy all life as we know it. We have taken for granted that effect follows cause. But what if, like Captain Picard, we're wrong? Albert Einstein once said that the dividing line between past, present, and future is an illusion. Recent experiments in the realm of quantum physics have proven that events that will occur in the future can sometimes affect choices made in the past. Can you guess why this frightens me? Before I wrote a book on the Amy Mihalovic case, her mystery was not as well known as it is today. My research introduced new clues and details about the case that people never knew before. I made her abduction popular. The book sold tens of thousands of copies. I appeared on CNN to talk about it. I'm interviewed about the case every year. All ego aside, I'm the reason a lot of people know about Amy's case. The same goes for Maura Murray. And here's what keeps me awake at night when I submit to my most paranoid thoughts. Is it possible that by covering a crime, 
a writer causes that crime to happen? By giving the details of a crime permanence in print, do we make the crime permanent too? Hold on to your butts. This episode gets weird. There's the signpost up ahead. Next stop, the Twilight Zone. I'm James Renner, and this is the philosophy of... Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. Ready to get 30, 30, ready to get 30, ready to get 20, 20, 20, ready to get 20, 20, ready to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month. So give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. How would you like to look five years younger? In a clinical study, people that had volume added with Juvederm Voluma XC in the cheeks perceived themselves as looking five years younger at six months after treatment. Look younger, feel like you. Add volume for lift and contour in the cheeks with Juvederm Voluma XC. Reverse signs of aging by adding volume to smooth laugh lines with Juvederm Volure XC. For important safety information and to find a licensed specialist, visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Not for people with severe allergic reactions, allergies to lidocaine, or the proteins used in Juvederm. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. There's a risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. Talk to a licensed specialist to find out if it's right for you. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do it. Sign up now, and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. MintMobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45, equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply, if rated PG. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom. Like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, Right. For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Crime. The idea that an effect can precede a cause that sometimes the future can influence the past, is called retrocausality. And in order to understand retrocausality, we must first talk a little bit about light. Light is a funny thing. It's very, very fast. You can never catch up to it even if you tried. There's a speed limit attached to it, something like 186,000 miles per second. For the longest time, we didn't even know what light was. We just knew it acted strangely. Isaac Newton believed that light was made up of very tiny, very fast particles. But that didn't really explain how light refracted and got all wonky sometimes. Then this guy Thomas Young came along. Thomas, who was born in 1773, was a bit of a child prodigy. Fluent in Greek and Latin by 14, and able to communicate in 10 other languages. He became a practicing doctor by age 23. 
but medicine didn't hold his attention, and he began studying physics and dreaming up new theories. Thomas was fascinated by sound waves and by the behavior of waves in water, and he wondered if light, too, might actually be a wave and not a particle. So Thomas came up with this experiment, what physicists now call Young's double-slit interferometer. Don't worry, it sounds more complicated than it is. Picture a metal plate with two slits cut through it, like if Wolverine had pierced the plate with his adamantium claws right in the middle. Behind this metal plate is a screen. A beam of light is shined at the plate, and then passes through the slits and appears on the screen behind it. Thomas found that when you shined a light through the plate, it hit the screen in a recognizable pattern, the same type of interference pattern you might see with overlapping ocean waves passing between the pylons under a pier. It proved to Thomas that light was a wave, but he was only half right. Later, scientists placed photon detectors around the individual slits in the metal plate. Still with me? Because this is where it gets fun. When the detectors were turned on, the wave pattern on the screen behind the plate disappeared. The light stopped acting like a wave and became a particle again. The light particles, these photons, would pass through one slit or the other, instead of both, the way they'd done when they were behaving like waves. So yes, light is a wave, unless it's observed, then it collapses into a specific photon. Blah, blah, blah. What does this have to do with affecting the past? Well, something even more bizarre happens when you move those photon detectors behind the screen. In this version of the experiment, the light source shines through the slits, and the photons pass through. After the photons have passed through the slits, the screen flips up and reveals the light detectors. This happens randomly. There's no predicting whether the screen will flip up and reveal the detector, or whether the screen will stay down. And yet, even though the light has already passed through the slit before the screen flips up or not, the interference wave pattern is always seen on the screen when it stays down, and the wave always collapses into a photon when the detectors are revealed. A choice the scientist made in the present determined how photons behave moments in the past. And this effect is not limited to small controlled experiments. The physicist John Archibald Wheeler realized he could find a natural slit experiment happening in space. A star, millions of light years away from us, shines brightly, its photons traveling away from it as light waves. But between it and the Earth is a giant galaxy that warps space and time and acts as a giant lens. Light from the star will travel like a wave, breaking around a rock and bend around the galaxy to come at us from both sides. The light that appears to us has that classic interference pattern, unless we trace it back to its source. If we observe that star, the light source, the wave collapses and each individual photon comes at us from either the left side of the galaxy or the right. And that means that those individual photons took a right turn or a left millions of years ago. By observing it, we caused a photon to travel a certain way in the distant past. It's easy to think of this as a form of time travel, a way to maybe send information into the past, maybe use it to send stock tips to ourselves last week or something. But a more accurate way of thinking about it is that all time happens all the time. The past, the present, the future. Everything is happening right now. Can we travel a little further down this wormhole before we talk about how this relates to crime again? 
I want to tell you about this philosophical conundrum known as Newcomb's Paradox. It's named after this theoretical physicist, William Newcomb, who thought it up in 1960. It goes like this. You're in a room. It can be any room you want, but I think it would be cool if you pictured like a stark, all-white, sciency room with a single table in the middle and a strange man standing next to it. On top of the table are two boxes. One is transparent. One is completely not. The transparent box is labeled box A. The one you can't see into is labeled box B. In the transparent box, you can see bundles of money, $1,000 to be precise. Now, the strange man who is in the room with you, he's a psychic. Not only is he a psychic, but he's the very best. He's made a 1,000 predictions, and every one has come true. He explains to you the rules of the game. He says that you have a choice to make. You can either choose to open both boxes, or you can choose to only open the box you can't see into, box B. The strange man says that he already knows which choice you will make. If you choose to take both boxes, he will have put nothing in box B. But if you decide to choose only box B, he will have put a million dollars inside it. So what do you do? Well, obviously, you only choose box B, right? But if you're convinced that you will only choose box B, then he will have predicted that and placed the money inside the box already. So what does it hurt to take both boxes now? Since his prediction was made in the past, can't you change your destiny in the present? Or does your new action actually change the decision he makes in the past? They say time flies like an arrow, and fruit flies like a banana. But when you consider it closely, it's only our perception of time that appears to be linear. Instead of cause and effect being two points on a line, maybe it works more like a seesaw where each side thinks they're the ones making it go up. I have one more story to tell you about the nonlinear nature of time. Remember old John Wheeler, the guy who figured out how to manipulate light waves on the other side of the galaxy? One of his good friends was Richard Feynman, who was sort of a celebrity of a physicist, like Carl Sagan or something. Feynman worked on the Manhattan Project and helped develop the atomic bomb. He was such a badass, he was the only scientist who didn't shield his eyes during the first nuclear test. Anyway, one day Wheeler called up his friend Feynman. He'd been thinking about the nature of the electron, he said. Feynman knew, like Wheeler, that all electrons are weirdly the same. They all have the exact same mass and the same charge, like identical. No variance, exactly the same. Same thing with the opposite of the electron, the positron. Positrons have an opposite charge, but resemble each other exactly. Like, so what, says Feynman. I'm paraphrasing, of course. Then Wheeler takes a long drag and says, what if all electrons and positrons are the same thing? What if every electron is the same electron traveling forward through time till the end of the universe, then coming back into the past as a positron to the beginning and then forward again over and over and over? Maybe the universe is a great tangled knot made of one twisting particle. Far out, man. By the way, it was Feynman an electorate at Caltech in the 1960s, who pointed out how ridiculous our universe appears to act sometimes. He was talking about the way light behaves as a wave if you turn your back on it. We choose to examine a phenomenon which is impossible 
absolutely impossible to explain in any classical way, he said. In reality, it is the only mystery. We cannot explain the mystery in the sense of explaining how it works. We will tell you how it works. And in telling you how it works, we will have told you about the basic strangeness of all quantum mechanics. So time is all funky and weird, but so what, right? Well, maybe if we come to understand the behavior of retrocausality, we could use it like a tool, like how John Douglas studied human behavior so that the FBI could develop a means to profile serial killers. As a matter of fact, there's one group that believes tragic events ripple backward through time and can be felt before they happen, like a seismograph might pick up a minor rumble before a full-blown earthquake. It might be possible to warn people of impending crimes. It all begins in 1979 at Princeton University. That's the year the Dean of Engineering, Robert Yon, established the Princeton Engineering Anomalies Research Program, or PEAR for short. The program was funded by private donors and continued operating until 2007. For nearly 30 years, Jan and his team performed bizarre experiments as they searched for proof of psychokinesis, the ability for the mind to influence our physical realm. Jan was mostly interested in trying to prove that a person's consciousness can alter the flow of randomly generated numbers. He had several ways to demonstrate this. One involved a student sitting in front of a computer that was programmed to randomly post numbers less than and greater than 100. The subject was then told to think higher or think lower in order to make the computer get closer to 100. A different experiment involved balls falling through a pachinko machine, like on The Price is Right. And guess what? Jan's experiments did better than chance should have allowed, but only slightly. Jan's coordinator of research, Roger Nelson, branched out in 1997 and started up his own program, the Global Consciousness Project. Nelson and his team expanded on the random number generator experiments. They placed 70 random number generators all over the planet. Each generator feeds data back into servers at Princeton that can be studied later. Nelson claims that the numbers generated by the 70 little computers become less random during moments of tragedy, and he suspects it has something to do with the effect of so many consciousnesses concentrating on a single event. Any significant story we're all watching on the news seems to make the numbers more ordered than they should be. So guess what happened on September 11, 2001? Yep, the numbers suddenly became less random as more and more people turned on their TVs to watch the attack in real time. But what was more surprising was that the generators started registering anomalies about 45 minutes before American Airlines Flight 11 crashed into the North Tower at 8.46 a.m. It was as if humanity as a whole had this nagging suspicion that something bad was about to happen. In the very first episode of this podcast, I mentioned how I had a nightmare that morning in which I dreamt I was a terrorist who was hijacking a jumbo jet. Is it possible this tragedy sent ripples back through time influencing our mood, our dreams? How about this? Why is 911 the number we chose to represent an emergency in this country? When something goes drastically wrong, it's the first thing we think of. It's the number we call. Was it because on some level, when we chose those numbers, we felt the trauma of the worst day in American history, bleeding backward through time? 
Recognizing patterns that appear in randomness is nothing new to those who come from the old world, where wise men have practiced the art of tassiomancy since the Middle Ages, reading a person's fortune and the distribution of coffee grounds and tea leaves left behind in their cups. When a psychic uses tarot cards, they're trying to find meaning in the random shuffle of the cards. We seem to know, or at least we seem to want to believe, that something beyond our understanding influences randomness and creates order in this universe. And if we only knew how to listen, maybe we could change our fates. The Chinese invented the I Ching over 3,000 years ago as a way of asking the universe to help them make important decisions or to warn them of future events. Picture a game of pickup sticks. That's what I Ching looks like. You toss the sticks on the ground and then see how they land and compare the mess to a list of 64 possible hexagrams. Each hexagram represents a general idea or recommendation. Waiting, obstruction, joy, change. In fact, the I Ching means book of changes. People who have used the I Ching to influence their work include Carl Jung and Bob Dylan. In his book, I Ching Wisdom, Wei Wei explains, The master sees beyond what is obvious. He sees the unseen, feels the unfelt, and hears the unheard. He looks below the surface for what is hidden, and so finds the great heartbeat of the universe. He smiles, knowing it is his heartbeat, your heartbeat, our heartbeat. Our mind is constantly seeking order in the randomness all around us. Our subconscious picks up on things unseen. It's a sixth sense, a spidey sense. It's that feeling you get at the grocery store when a man gives you an odd look and you feel the hair stand up on the back of your neck and though he hasn't done anything, a little voice inside you says, stay away. We live in a world where photons can sense the future, where people have nightmares about hijacking jets on 9-11, where random number generators predict tragedies. A universe where time is not necessarily linear, but only perceived to be that way. What came first, the chicken or the egg? Was Amy Mihaljevic kidnapped before or after I decided to write a book about it? Looking at it that way suggests we can change the past, that maybe by not writing about a crime we can stop it from happening. But that's not what Feynman and Thomas Young were trying to say. It's not a what came first argument. It's learning to see that everything is happening right now. That there is no separation of past and future. All time is happening all the time. As hard as we'd like to, we can't change the past. Unless, of course, you believe in the Mandela effect. But that's a story for another day. The Philosophy of Crime is a Fearful Symmetry production. This episode was produced and recorded by William Mankey. I'm James Renner. If you enjoyed this podcast, you can find links to all of my books at jamesrenner.com. My latest, True Crime Addict, is about my investigation into the bizarre disappearance of Maura Murray. As well as producing and recording this episode, William Mankey also writes the music for the podcast. You can find the other things he makes at boxwoodpinball.com. I'm often asked if writing about crime makes me more fearful of the world. The opposite is true, actually. We hear about these terrible crimes only because they are so rare. And there's one simple thing that each of us can do 
to make abductions and kidnappings even more rare. We can spend a little time making friends with our neighbors. If everyone took the time to really get to know the people who live to the left of us and to the right of us, we'd be able to recognize who needs help in this world. Don't be afraid. Make more friends. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns.